There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives ability to all for their particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all. The Spirit gives one person a message full of wisdom, while to another person the same Spirit gives a message full of knowledge. One and the same Spirit gives faith to one person, while to another person he gives the power to heal. The Spirit gives one person the power to work miracles, to another the gift of speaking God's message, and to yet another the ability to tell the difference between gifts that come from the Spirit and those that do not. To one person he gives the ability to speak in strange tongues, and to another he gives the ability to explain what is said. But it is one and the same Spirit who does all this. As he wishes, he gives a different gift to each person. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, Everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. Today's opening Bible passage may sound familiar if you went to church this past weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend and Pentecost Sunday, and I was very inspired by not just this reading, but by the homily that the priest gave. I was down visiting my in-laws in Maryland, so it was in their church that I heard this homily, and in the pew um, were my two sister-in-laws and my husband, my in-laws, and my nieces and nephews, and I just couldn't help but think as I went down the pew, thinking of how each of them have been called to use the gifts that God has given them. My one sister-in-law is a writer, and she and I are going to embark on a project together where we are going to write a book. My other sister-in-law, she actually helps um, to place people into jobs that are missionaries, and she's worked in Africa and for Catholic um, services and in that field. Um, You know, her husband was a chef and he's used those gifts of cooking for people to, you know, celebrate special occasions in their lives. My mother-in-law is a sacristan right now in her church where she's, you know, now that she's retired, my husband, you know, helps people with their money and he uses God's gift of having an understanding of that to, to, teach them to live within their means and to grow their wealth and to retire with dignity. My son is a wonderful filmmaker and he's just made a film where the twist at the end is that the kid gets his act together and he finds his faith. And that was a movie that was shown to the whole auditorium at his school. And I have this podcast where I talk about my faith and I've 
I really came to talking about my faith because of my work as a declutter coach and just realizing through working with these women that it's not enough just to have your house look pretty and to have stuff tidy. There has to be more going on. And that's when I realized I really need to start talking about my faith. Um, Some people are given the gift of a wonderful voice or they can read really well. I remember the reader on this past Sunday, some of the words in the readings this past weekend were really incredible. And I always kind of get nervous for the person that's reading like, oh gosh, are they going to be able to announce all these words the correct way? You know, maybe they've practiced enough and they Googled how to actually say these words, but there's some tricky words in the Bible and they came up this weekend in the reading. So, um, you know, I just, I want to kind of do a little bit of a series in the next few weeks about college and what your what your child is going to be doing, you know, after college or after high school. Might not be college for them, might be something different. But I wanted to spend this summer a little bit kind of talking about the college search because that's where I am in my life. I've got a, a son that's finishing up his junior year of high school. To be honest, I am very nervous about the college process. I'm very intimidated by the process. I am very overwhelmed. I have stopped um, going on Facebook for any friends that are going on college searches because I just feel like we're behind and I'm just becoming a big ball of stress over the whole thing. So if you're feeling that way too, then stick with me over the next few weeks because we're going to be, I'm going to have some guests. I don't usually do interviews, but I'm having on someone that their child did um, not choose to go to college and there's a different path. I'm going to have a woman on that helps people find college scholarships. I'm going to be sharing my stories. And as I learn, I will teach you. I'm, I'm learning from my friends that are a little bit ahead of me with their kids in college already. And for such a major decision, you know, socially, financially, spiritually, We are not taught how to do any of this. So I feel like we're kind of on our own figuring out this whole season of life with our kids. But when I heard this reading this past Sunday, I thought, you know what, Gina, you don't have to stress about any of this because really this is not my job. Our one job as parents is to teach our children in the way that they should go. So that's our main job, okay? Today, it's it's funny because I was praying my rosary this morning and I always pray for insight and, you know, like, I pray for the topics of this podcast, you know, like, Holy Spirit, help me figure out what I'm going to say, bring me the topics, bring me the, the insight. And I was praying my rosary today and I was praying the joyful mysteries, which are the visitation, the annunciation, um, or no, the other way around, annunciation, visitation, baptism, or oh my gosh, birth of Jesus, presentation in the temple, and the finding in the temple. And I'm getting all these spiritual downloads only to realize that it's Tuesday and I should be praying the sorrowful mysteries. But I thought, you know what? There are no mistakes in God's world, so let's go with it. So, and this is why I really encourage you all to pray your rosary every single day because the spiritual downloads and insight and wisdom you will gain from meditating on the mysteries of the rosary cannot be found anywhere else. It is just such a gift from God. 
So let's go to through my mistake. And um, I want to talk a little bit about how we can approach this next season with our kids that are probably in high school right now, or maybe um, finishing up high school or something like that. I I was Googling, you know, how do you know what gifts you have from the Holy Spirit? Um, if you remember going back to confirmation, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit that we received are wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. But I wanted to figure out, well, what are my gifts? Like, what was I given? And there's different quizzes that you can take online to try to figure out which gift you've been given. But I also found an article written about Pope Francis and his three ways to follow the Holy Spirit. Because I really feel like as parents, as we're entering this chapter of this major decision with our high schoolers, our main number one job is to, one, teach our kids how to listen to the Holy Spirit, and two, have the courage to support them when they do. And that's what I'm going to be talking about over the next few weeks is just our our role as parents is so important in this season of their lives. And I know they might be slamming doors and punching holes in the wall and screaming, but when it comes down to it, They really are looking to you for guidance in this next chapter. And a lot of those um, unfortunate things that are coming out in the kids, it's because they're scared and they're scared of the unknown. And one of your greatest jobs as a parent is to help them feel that God's got them, that this is no surprise. Where they're going to end up next year is no surprise to him. It's already figured out. So that's one of the things I was just thinking about. So anyway, so I found this article and I will link it in the bottom um, about Pope Francis's three ways to follow the Holy Spirit. And the first way is to welcome the word. The second way is to know the word. And the third way is to carry the word with you everywhere you go. Now, you may say, well, Jeannie, you just talked about the rosary and messing up which mysteries to do today. So this is where the funny thing came in. Because I was, I made a mistake and did the joyful mysteries, I was thinking about when the angel Gabriel came to the Blessed Mother and asked her if she would submit to God's will and be the mother of Jesus. And so let's go to this first way that Pope Francis tells us to follow the Holy Spirit. He says, welcome the word, the Annunciation receive the word, open your heart to the word. These are all descriptors that our blessed mother did. You know, oftentimes the word is God. The word is Jesus. You'll hear that sometimes like um, in the Bible, when you see the word, a lot of times that is Jesus, the lamb, that's Jesus. You know, Um, there's just different words for things. So receive the word. Okay. So our blessed mother she welcomed Jesus into her womb, and um, that's what we need to do. We need to receive the word. So go to church, have your kids listen to the scripture. Have different ways that you that you listen to scripture. If if your kids won't go to church, play some music that has um, some 
I want to say like the Bible songs that my kids listened to when they were little, they were just Christian Bible songs, but they were so good in telling the stories. And your teenager, um, you know, we can find other more grown up versions of these songs that your kids can listen to. Google movies um, that talk about people um, receiving the word of God, hearing the word of God, you know, saints and these yeah, I just told you last week about Sister Claire, the, um, was it called All or Nothing was that YouTube video, you know, where even the movies about the children in Lourdes that saw our Blessed Mother, like, these are all tools that we can use as Catholics to open that door to our kids' faith, and um, if, if you don't feel like very comfortable talking about your faith, and that's it's a very Catholic thing. We don't always talk about our faith to our kids. But again, moms, this is our job. Your job is to bring the word of God to your children. So in the Annunciation, the Blessed Mother welcomed the word, not only in her heart, but literally into her womb, she welcomed Jesus. All right. The second thing Pope Francis says, to know the word. Okay. But I'm going to skip this one and go to the third one. Um, I'm going to skip that temporarily because the third thing he says is to carry the word with you everywhere you go. All right. So imagine the visitation. My friend Colleen, when she was on the retreat the other week, she said the greatest line that I was like, mic drop. The blessed mother is the original monstrance is what she said. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have never thought of it in that way before. And sometimes you just need to hear different people say the same things in different ways before it sinks in. And like literally she was the monstrance for Jesus. She had him in her womb and she took him wherever she went literally for nine months when she went to visit Elizabeth. Okay. So that's where it's funny that again, I messed up the rosary today, but it all worked out because God was just giving me these downloads, like he's showing us the Blessed Mother. This is how she did it, and this is how we are to do it with our own children. She's our example, okay? So always look to her, and there's no better way to get to know her than to pray the rosary and just ask her for her guidance in raising your children. And the third one is to know the word. So um, what I was thinking as far as the joyful mysteries is to know the word is when Jesus was found in the temple. And this one always kind of got to me as a kid because I was always confused about was Jesus disobeying the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph? You know, like they literally lost their kid and had to go looking for him for three days before he was found in the temple. And then he said to her, why are you worried? Don't you know I am doing my God's will, my father's will or something like that? Again, I'm not looking at my Bible right now. But in that moment, she was getting to know her son, or she was getting to know the word. And that's how we're getting to know him too, because he doesn't sin. Jesus doesn't sin. He's perfect. So he's not disobeying his mother. So what's happening in that scene is that he's opening her eyes to, you know, this is what I'm called to do. And you're here as a witness to that. And I think when you combine all these three things together, when you think about the Blessed Mother and her role in the life of Jesus and your role in the life of the child that you were given, first and foremost, it is no accident 
you got the exact kid you got. That kid that might be driving you crazy right now, stressing you out, making you pull your hair out. There is no mistake. You got the kid you were supposed to get. You are the perfect mother for this child. There are no mistakes. And sometimes it's like, what did I get? Why did that person get an easier kid? No one got anything easier. Okay, you don't know what other people are going through. You got the kid you got. The blessed mother got the kid she got. And, you know, there are points in our life where we're closer to our children. You know, like if you if you physically gave birth to your kids, you carried them for nine months. You know, if you adopted a child, then you went through that process of getting to know them, maybe through pictures and letters before you actually got to hold them. But as they were toddlers, like we're definitely a lot closer to them. You know, like you're physically changing their diapers. You're physically feeding them. Like you're doing these things to really get to know your kid in the beginning. And then just as a blessed mother kind of had to let go as Jesus got older and, you know, he, he finds himself preaching in the temple and she's not even there. She doesn't know where he is. That's how we're going to go too. Like little by little, you let go and the kids find their own mission from God. And it's up to us to just kind of sit back in wonder and awe that they are doing what they're called to do. So now how does all this tie into your kid and the next chapter post high school? All right. I think as moms, we have to teach our kids the word of God. And again, whether that's going to church, that's praying with them, that's putting music on, it's encouraging the movies, it's giving them books to read that might, you know, spark conversation. Um, Or it's just the simple conversation that you might have with them where it's like, hey, what do you feel like you're, you're good at? What do you feel like you're called to do? There are definitely people that have very clear callings to be a teacher, a doctor, a nurse, Um, a farmer, different things. I had a very clear calling to be a mother, but that was really it. Like I didn't really, I struggled in high school when they would say, what do you want to be? And I felt like I went to this really good high school where it was like pro woman and you can do all the things. And I felt like, well, I should say, I want to be a Senator. I want to be a lawyer. I want to do this. But in my heart of hearts, I wanted five kids. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and have five kids. And I used to think I wanted to homeschool, <laughs> but, but COVID cured me of that. It was not for me. I know it's not exactly homeschooling, but um, I realized that it's probably not one of my gifts is um, homeschooling my kids. But I had a very clear idea. But what do you go to college for if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, right? So I ended up going to college and getting a degree in environmental science and outdoor education, which I used for approximately two years of my working life. But then I realized later on in life, I have used the outdoor education part of my college degree to be the mom that I was called to be. I always wanted to be a very outdoorsy mom and be with my kids. And I find myself closer to God in nature. And during COVID, nature saved us. Like every day I got, the kids were done their homework or whatever assignments they were given by 12 o'clock. And we went hiking almost every single day of that initial shutdown from March until the end of that school year. We hiked every single day. And we discovered all sorts of great new trails where we live. And so I do feel like 
I followed God's will for my life, it wasn't exactly, I didn't exactly know how it was going to play out. Okay. But your kids might have a clear calling and you need to have the courage to um, let them go with that and run with that. Okay. You have to have the courage to let them preach in the temple, you know, and be separated from them a little bit and kind of wonder where are they right now and kind of be scared a little bit sometimes, but they're doing what God's called them to do. And the best thing you can do for them is to leave them to do it and to support them and to help them find the ways that God speaks to them. You know, maybe things are very clear and they can't figure out, well, I know I want to be a teacher, but I don't know why. It's just something I've always kind of known. Okay, that's great. Maybe your kid um, doesn't seem to have any strong gifts in school or any clear talent or superior ability, but they've got something. Maybe they're a really good listener. Maybe they are beautiful. And their beauty inspires poetry and music and art and movies. Like, you don't know that you don't know what they're being called to do. Your goal or your job is really to just support that. So before we get into college scholarships and the practical things that we're going to get into in this series, I really want you to pray for the courage to trust that God has your child's best interest at heart. And then I want you to broach this subject with your child. Pray with them. Ask very simply. Your your spiritual life doesn't have to be complicated. Just ask the Holy Spirit, what gifts do you want me to use in this next chapter of my life? What gifts do you want me to use today to um, for the greater glory of God? Okay. And things will change. Um, and that's why we're going to get into the practical things because your kid might be called to do something in the beginning that would be traditionally a very lucrative career. Okay. But maybe five or six years into it, they, they're called to do something completely different. And maybe that means they go from a really great salary to almost nothing. And that's what we want to prepare for you. When you have debt and stuff like that, you're not, fully open to what God's calling you to do because you've got these earthly worries. Okay. So I want to help you walk through this chapter, this season, and try to reduce the earthly worries as much as we can so that we are free to be the example for our kids to truly follow the will of God as we go forth out of high school. All right, mamas, have a great day. Um, Just keep praying and Get that rosary out and pray for your children and pray for your own strength to um, to get through this season and um, for the strength to trust that God's plan is better than our plan. Take care. Have a great day. Music.